Hello and welcome all to my new podcast. I'm Tyler Woods. What could go wrong? This podcast is going to be focusing on films that didn't quite do well as expected due to numerous situations. And I would figure what better way than to start with uh, one of the most talked about films that had people saying it was the worst movie ever made, but it stars one of Hollywood's most oddest of legendary actors. And let's see if you know exactly who I'm talking about when I play the trailer. Here we go. Afternoon. Sorry about that. It's okay. I'll get it. Give me your hand! Edward, I know that we haven't spoken in a few years. I need your help. I need your help. I have a daughter. Her name is Rowan. She has been missing for two weeks now. I fear she is in danger, so now I turn to you. Be careful and believe nothing that you see or hear. Lost your bearings? Oh, hey. Sorry. Snuck up on me there. This is private property. Do you know her? Hmm. I don't recognize this child. Welcome. My little girl is still here. She has been taken by who I don't know. I'll find her. If she existed, we would know of her. Whose desk is this, hmm? Rowan? Hello? You suspect foul play. Hey! Wicker Man returns. Who's the Wicker Man? I'm gonna search every inch of this town. She'll burn to death. She burned to death. I need your help. Daddy. And before you say that was Nicolas Cage, oh no. You're absolutely right. I mean, just how exactly does one not like Nicolas Cage? He's an Academy Award winner. He has done tremendous films. My fascination with them, I mean, it has got to be that he will just do anything, take any role, turn it into a performance that we will never forget. I mean, his fame is like a wave. It comes up and down frequently. And in his 40 year career, over 40 year career. I think he is in his third wave of fame, starring in uh, miscellaneous films that are not quite big box office hits, but heavily marketing his talent. It's odd. It's like you don't really care about the movie he's in. You want to know how he's going to be approaching his role. And for those who have no idea still on who Nicolas Cage is, like, you know, what kind of acting ability am I talking about from Nicolas Cage? Well, thankfully, an hour before I hit the record button here, I actually put together a little remix of uh, some of my favorite bits from Nicolas Cage. Hello. 
say you got to get so hyped whenever you watch a Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, his current one, actually, uh, at the time of this episode, uh, he really hit it out of the park with his new performance in the movie simply titled Pig. This is where Nicolas Cage plays a reclusive mountain truffle hunter man with a pet pig who helps him hunt said truffles until the pig is kidnapped, sending him out on a quest to return to his past in the big city of Portland. And before you say comedy, it's actually a drama thriller and very good on the ratings board when it comes to critics. But yeah, I know we're getting off topic here. I mean, this is the pilot of my new uh, podcast talking about uh, what could go wrong with movies that kind of flopped. So yes, we are doing The Wicker Man here. My main man was currently riding his second wave of fame when it kind of just started to uh, break in the mid-2000s. And many believe uh, this was the film that started his uh, second wave downfall. Now, if you are unfamiliar with uh, The Wicker Man, well, to start, uh, now I actually uh, went online with various sources right over here uh, because I thought I knew things about The Wicker Man. Uh, because it's it's one of those films where, you know, as someone who admires cinema, you can't help but say, you know what? The Wicker Man definitely is a one-of-a-kind film. Definitely one of the greats ever made. I'm talking about the earliest one that came out in the 70s. But it first started out as somewhat of a novel called The Ritual, written by David Pinner. And it was, yeah, it was published in 1967, which according to my parents was a very good time, just not for them, referring to the time where the world was, you know, into uh, all kinds of things, psychedelics. Uh, Pinner uh, put together a story that dealt with the occult, but with a detective element. He gave the story uh, a film treatment at first before being encouraged to write it as a novel to expand the story. He was actually set on making this a movie. So six years later, the film came to be. Uh, now, there is a documentary out there that I would very strongly uh, suggest that you watch on the uh, the iconic classic Wicker Man film. It's called The Wicker Man Enigma. It's got interviews from uh, cast, crew, even uh, to mention the legendary actor himself, Christopher Lee. No, I don't have a remix for him. I didn't have time. <laughs> that would be so cool, though. But yes, he stars in the original along with uh, Edward Woodward. Uh, from uh, the novel, it was a no-go. Can you believe it? I mean, you went through all that trouble to turn it into a novel, and they said, absolutely not. So they crafted yet another story that was loosely based on the source material, The Ritual. Because we all know how that goes. Isn't that, isn't that right? I'm, I'm talking to you, Zack Snyder. Anyway, uh, the new plot was about a devout Christian detective sent to search for a missing girl on an isolated island, no backup, just him and this uh, island of Celtic paganists. Now, if uh, this, if I've already sold you on watching this uh, original film, uh, spoilers right now, I'm going to count down 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Uh, if you have already seen the Nicolas Cage film, yes, it does end the same. The good guy dies and the bad guys win. Hence, the, uh, the hero is sacrificed. The missing girl was all but a ploy. So the uh, detective could be sacrificed in this ritual by the Islanders uh, to have a good harvest. And you know something? At the time, that was likely unheard of when it comes to a main character in a film. So yeah, it was a very bold move. Anyway, throughout the years, it gained a following. 
kind of ironic, right? Because, I mean, this thing is definitely focusing on cult stuff. Uh, which leads us to the events of the remake that would go down in history as not only the worst, but funniest remakes ever. Our story begins with good old Universal Pictures, who has given us such classics throughout the years. The original Monsters of Frankenstein, Dracula, The Wolfman, The Mummy, to Jaws, E.T., Back to the Future, The Land Before Time, Jurassic Park, more like Spielberg's pictures at that time, uh, to now Jurassic World, Fast and Furious, that Tom Cruise mummy film that would start and end the Dark Universe project. I'm not sure if that's still going on, but hey, that Invisible Man remake was pretty good. So... What could go wrong? Universal had been in development, planning this remake since the 90s until 2002. Michigan native Neil Laboot. Yeah, we have a Michigan native helping out with the remake here. Uh, was revealed to be writing and directing the remake for them and Saturn Films, the production company belonging to our beloved Nicolas Cage. However, oddly enough, at the same time, Robin Harding and Christopher Lee uh, were in uh, the planning stages of a somewhat different hybrid semi-remake of The Wicker Man themselves called uh, The Writing of the Laddie that would star Lee, Nip Tuck's uh, Vanessa Redgrave, and uh, fellow Lord of the Rings star, Sean Astin. This remake would not have Lee as the antagonist again this time, but a door-to-door born-again Christian preacher who comes to Scotland with his wife and introduced to the neo-pagan cult, but like the ritual novel, went through many changes and eventually released in 2011 under its new title, The Wicker Tree. Maybe we'll get into that later, who knows. But back to Labute's remake. While uh, still maintaining uh, pivotal key elements, such as the police officer going to the island, the islanders are of pagan religion, or some kind of belief, as well as the ritual ending, there are a lot of changes, such as the setting of the island in contemporary America. Uh, the original one was uh, established in uh, Scotland, but still kept the uh, whole uh, lawman coming over to the island. The police officer has more of a personal quest this time around as the missing girl. Uh, he learns via a note from his ex in the beginning moments of the film is his daughter. And then, well, there's, uh, well, the pagan aspect which caused quite a bit of controversy uh the island is home to a matriarch where the men are treated as second class which you know something i will actually defend because that is not the first time there has ever been a horror story set around a matriarchy i think there was some kind of tales from the dark side episode uh about this i remember watching it as a kid but back to this I found an interview from 2017 from uh, Labute saying that while he was, you know, always in love with the original, he didn't think, you know, it was well made. Recalling when he had watched the original 1973 version, it was a blast. It makes you giggle. But then, you know, that ending, though, uh, it was completely sobering. And so the idea was pretty much the same right here. They couldn't exactly do the same religious idea. Not that you couldn't, but they opted not to. So that's when he threw out the notion of this uh, matriarch society, this sort of honeycomb plot, and said, hey, great. Casting for the film called for Winona Ryder, who turned down the role of Willow because she hated the script. And uh, as for the lead role of Edward, Liam Neeson, and Robert Carlyle, they were both considered, even uh, the original's lead actor, Edward Woodward, was offered the lead role, but also turned it down. But I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage was all set, ready to go for the lead. I mean, seeing as though it's his production company uh, that is doing the film. There was also a personal reason, uh, which I found uh, in a video. 
and you actually see this for yourself at the end of the film. There's a uh, dedication credits for uh, Johnny Ramone, as in lead guitarist for the Ramones, in the interview where he and Labute uh, are answering questions about The Wicker Man. Uh, Cage revealed that Ramone had an admiration for horror films, and among his collection was uh, The Wicker Man, something a young Cage really wanted to see. And in the events leading up to his passing, uh, Ramon had asked Cage if he was going to be in The Wicker Man remake. And I think we all know the answer to that one. Then we had the uh, trading of the rights. Uh, rights to the film were moved from Universal to Millennium Films, where filming began in Vancouver, Canada, July 2005, and sold the uh, distributing rights to Alcon Entertainment for distribution through some kind of deal they had with uh, Warner Brothers Pictures. The film was never screened for critics when it was all set ready to go, which I will say it was a smart move, but then again for me, I would say foolish, because if I was reading a review uh, on a film starring Nicolas Cage running around an island slapping people in a bear suit, I would have called up my friends and say, Guys, we are so watching this. Anyway, well, the film comes out at release, was critically panned by audiences, critics, even the woman who in the future would be my wife. Even Robin Hardy and Christopher Lee were both critical of the remake. Hardy had his name removed from the film's credits as he did not wish to be associated with it. Too bad, because uh, he didn't do the same on uh, you know that uh, Wicker Tree film that would come out five years later. Cage objected to the criticism that uh, the film was unintentionally funny, admitting that he and Labute knowingly made an absurd black comedy film and that it should have been judged as such. And while he is entitled to his right of opinion, if he thinks, uh, you know, the film is good for him, then, yeah, absolutely, more power to him. This is why I respect Nicolas Cage, because when he wants to do something, he's going to do it. He's not going to care what you have to say. But even still, I can't help but say, yeah, but calling it a black comedy, absurd kind of film, there were very less comedic elements and more tragedy and more tragedy elements within the film. So don't hurt me, Nicolas Cage. I really do appreciate you. Please. The film's budget was $40 million and at box office made $38.8 million. Close, but no cigar. But since the remake has amassed such a cult following, especially thanks to the unrated home media release of the extended cut that gave birth to one of the most popular original memes on the internet. Oh, no, not the beast! It also went on to be nominated for five Razzies, but one worst remake at the 2006 Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. So what is the aftermath here? Neil LeBute is still writing and directing projects. As for Nicolas Cage, I mean, well, he continues to wow us with his unique talent, and I'm looking forward to more of his performances. And because I want to save you the hassle of going all the way back on this episode to listen to that Nicolas Cage remix, let's play it one more time. Hello. Tyler! Woo! Neptune High, right? Check it out right here! Go see Devils! Do with me, Tyler! Yeah! Go, Tyler! Go, Tyler! Go, Tyler! Go! Happy Bears! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, L, P, Q, R, F, T, U, B, W, X, Y, Oh, you have to do it! 
Thanks for joining me on the pilot of my new podcast, What Could Go Wrong? If you have a bad movie request you would like me to investigate for future episodes, you can hit me up at tyler.woods at 106khq.com. Thanks for listening, and I will see you later. Oh!